Welcome to the Thousand Words Podcast, where once a week I read a thousand word essay based on two randomly generated words. Recently moved back to Wisconsin from Colorado uh, amid all the chaos in the world right now. Um, It's been nearly four years since I've spent longer than a couple weeks in the Midwest. And I've been thinking about that time a lot. Uh, And I guess that's kind of where this essay came from, is me trying to get the the house in Colorado packed up to move back across the country to where I grew up, went to high school, all that stuff. And so I guess, yeah, I called this essay the easy part. There are no beaches in Wisconsin, say those who have never been. You're from the middle of the country, say those who have never seen. I live next to the ocean, it's so big and the water is so calming, say those who have never known what it is to stand on the bluffs of Milwaukee and look out on the cold waters of Lake Michigan, with its own vastness and grandness. I still have to double-check which ocean is on which side of the country. Is it the Pacific on the west and the Atlantic on the east? In that way, I guess I am very much from the middle of the country. But to think that I don't need water is to miss entirely the point of a lake big enough to fill a horizon. I went riding last night down the road that follows the lake, catching glimpses of waves through the trees. Maybe that's why people don't think of Wisconsin as coastal. And to be fair, I don't think coastal is the right word. But the beaches we have here don't go for miles and miles. They are small and tucked away under the bluffs. Little gems of paradise for six weeks in the summer, when the weather is sticky and the water is still freezing. Tiny patches of coarse sand that rips the skin. It's usually better to stand on the bluffs and think about swimming than it is to wade out into the water. We skip stones into the lake on middle school Saturday afternoons, when the only true freedom we had we got from our 12-speed bikes and enough pocket money to buy a milkshake from the strip mall deli counter. In the winter, we would walk up and down the frozen waves listening to the ice creek, wondering where the beach ended and the water began. Forty-five minutes north of the city is Colorandre State Park. There are grass-covered dunes there we would roll down and picnic near. Those were in our high school days when we could drive and love nature but didn't know enough to know just how big the world might have been for us. We pulled an old picnic table out into the shallow part of the lake and ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with our feet in the water. When it started to rain, we sheltered under the visitor center's roof and watched the sky turn to gray and then pink and the waves get choppy. The day after high school graduation, I biked to the grocery store and bought a donut and chocolate milk and went to the place where we used to skip rocks. I watched the sunrise over Lake Michigan and wondered how, after years of skipping stones, there could still be perfect skipping pebbles on the beaches. Leaving was the easy part when it came time to do that. Point my packed car west for the mountains and the deserts, across the Iowa wheat fields and the Kansas plains. I even made it to the west coast a couple times, the redwood forest in Oregon, Seattle twice. I spent time in the Douglas firs, the Aspens, the Rockies. Santa Fe, Moab, San Juan National Forest. I made it to Idaho, even, and western Montana. I looked for treasure near Buena Vista, slept in rest areas in Utah, saw the stars of desert nights and the early morning dews of alpine lakes. Leaving was the easy part, when it came time to do that. Last night, as I stopped my bike at my favorite bluff on my favorite ride into the city, I saw for the first time in years that great lake. There were other people there walking their dogs, trying not to bother anybody else. And there I was, balaclava over my nose and mouth, gloved hands resting on the bars, one foot still clipped into the pedal, watching a boat interrupt the misty horizon. Coming back was the easy part, when it came time to do that. 
because returning often feels like retreat or failure. But when the time is right, when limping along Interstate 80 at 65 miles an hour is the only thing left to do, returning feels like liberation. I have a better understanding of how big the world is now. I've been out in it, out there where scary things happen to good people, where rocks fall and people with them. I've been out where trees grow bigger than they do here. Out where roads don't have names and aren't paved, where a blown tire on a highway means two days delay. Out there in a world that doesn't care about bluffs above Lake Michigan. Out where the world spins a little faster and with more force. Out in the unfamiliar. And it was good. Good to disappear into a world that will never know me, a world that doesn't care too much where I am or what I'm doing. Good to feel insignificant out there in the desert with pit toilets and sandy sleeping bags. Good to feel like I've seen things. Returning was the easy part, when it came time to do that. But there's a thread there, a leaving and return, like Michigan to the desert, cyclical, like the seasons, like deciduous trees dropping their leaves, or like tides. Transience is the easy part, then, coming and going, venturing out into the world and then back home, away from the water and then back, out and in. Settling down will be the hard part. Now, knowing how big the world is and how much yet I have to see, I don't think I'll be content with just the bluffs of Milwaukee, nor the deserts of the West, maybe not even the redwoods. Coming and going, in and out, returning and leaving. But the world spins, and middle schoolers skip stones into the calm waters of June Lake, Michigan. And the world spins, and young folks in vans drive through the night to get to one coast or the other, one campground or another. The world spins, and there are no true beaches in Wisconsin. My words this week were coast and thread. Thanks for giving this a listen. It's as much an experiment as anything. Uh, But it is a lot of fun. A good way to get some of my writing out there that's been building up over the years. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I have nothing to plug like a typical podcast yet. But who knows? In the future, if you keep listening, maybe that'll change. All right. We'll catch you next week. Thank you.